Yes, welcome to a special episode of International Orienteering Podcast. Uh, last week we said we will uh, be back with a recap of the university championship. But because of what has happened uh, since last time, we will instead do a short episode today in memory of Odin Heimdall, who sadly passed away this weekend after battling cancer since early this spring. Yeah, this uh, shocking and deeply tragic news puts things in perspective and other things in the orienteering world feels very insignificant right now. Uh, the whole orienteering world has lost a great person, a friend and a role model. And our thoughts are with Odin's family, girlfriend, friends, clubmates and everyone that is saddened by this devastating news. Uh, it's uh, quite uh, unbelievable. Less than a year ago, Odin was one of the absolutely best orienteers in the world and everything was has changed very quickly. The news about the cancer was uh, public uh, at Tiumila about four months ago. And uh, who will you describe the time after that? Uh... I think I speak for... A lot of people, when I say that it was a big shock and it felt unreal at first when I heard that he had cancer. You know, it's hard to imagine a young, healthy and extremely well-trained athlete like Aydin just getting sick like that. Then uh, researching the survival rate for cancer types in the stomach region was scary. But I always felt that there were good reasons to think positive and hope for the best and you know, thinking that being young and very well trained, that must help the odds. And up until the very last days, my mind was thinking more about whether he could come back to top level or interiorring. And so it was a big shock to then hear last week that it was terminal and there was no hope anymore. And I think a lot of people outside the close circle felt, has felt the same way, hoping for the best and not prepared for this and therefore extra shocked that it turned out this way you know it's still it's been some days now but it still feels completely unreal to think about it and it's very hard to process cancer is a horrible disease and it hits really hard to see a great person like Odin with a young and strong body lose a bit lose this battle it's hard to put words in how tragic and unfair it feels yeah, I, I really feel this is difficult, but uh, to honor Odin, both as a person and, and an athlete, we will try to put a few words on this and uh, a little bit about the orienteer, Odin Heimdall, to embrace the happy moments we remember. He had a great career. Uh, if you uh, should do a summary of this, uh, where would you actually start then? Um, the first memory of, I have of him is uh, the many medals he won from the Norwegian Youth Championship in the age of 14 to 16. He's the same age as my sister. And from the local club, uh, we had two boys competing in the same class as him. So I was always following this class a bit extra close. And he was uh, remarkable at, even at a young age. And then his junior career was great. He won countless of medals in the Norwegian championships. He ran three J-walks, performed really well there won two individual medals in the middle distance and he won the relay with the Norwegian boys in 2017 when he was running the last leg and this was the first uh, out of three in a row for the Norwegian men at the jaywalk and then he 
enter the men 21 class i think the first season was a bit rough for him the step up is always quite hard but he proved his talent many times for example when he won the bronze medal in a very very brutal ultra long championship in the first autumn of the men 21 career for him yeah that that year you you won the year before at the ultra long and you were also a potential medalist at uh, that time but you, you were no chance matching him in the fight for the medals yeah, you know, I, I got used uh, very quickly to Odin beating me. Uh, you know, he came into the elite class and he started beating older and more experienced guys directly. He showed great talent, uh, but most importantly, he showed great determination and will to train. And you could see that he was improving steadily year by year. And I think that people that saw his results follow this map archive and talk with him about orienteering, they could sense that this was a young runner that definitively would make it on the big step of being from being a junior star to the absolute elite level. And then the year after, in 2019, he was a regular in the Norwegian World Cup team and he kept winning medals at the Norwegian Championship. And therefore, I think that Many people were waiting for his big breakthrough at the international level in 2020, but the pandemic stopped that. Uh, but you could see that the improvement was still there, and the highlight of the season was him winning the Norwegian Championship at the long distance. Yeah, actually, uh, that tells quite a lot. Uh, since um, 2009, there are only four runners in the men's class was uh, one day, uh, no, the long distance champs in Norway. Uh, of course, um, your brother Olav Lundones, then you have Carl Gudagakos, Magne Dali, and Odin. Uh, I think uh, that uh, tells uh, re- really a lot about uh, him as an orienteer. Uh, and after 2020, he, he continued his uh, journey to the top in orienteering. Yeah, I think that is quite telling. Uh... I had a look and from 1990 and up until now, there has only been 13 different winners of the Norwegian Long Championship. And if you look at the list of names, they are all Hall of Famers of the Norwegian Orienteering history. But yeah, you are right. Uh, Last year, the big breakthrough came. Uh, Yeah, First, he became world champion in ski orienteering. And when the orienteering season started, he showed that he had taken another step up. Uh, he was on the podium in the European champs at knockout sprint. He was uh, in the re- sprint relay team at world championship that won a silver medal. Uh, he was he finished off the se- international season with a fourth place at the very tough long distance race in Italy. And he finished sixth in the overall of the World Cup. And on top of this, he was absolutely dominating the Norwegian champs. He was world class, no doubt. And, you know, he was also so versatile, both when it comes to combining ski orienteering and orienteering, but also within the different events. Uh, so in Norwegian Championship, we have eight different disciplines, and he has won five of them. He has won the long distance, he has won the middle, he has won the night, he has won the relay, and he has won the sprint relay. And then in the other three that he hasn't won, he he has a silver medal in all of them in the ultra long in sprint and in upward sprint i think that's maybe what best summarize what a great orienteer he was overall i i i can remember he had a great weekend uh, last autumn uh two magnificent races at the 
Anamuka, last autumn. Uh, how, do, how do you look back uh, at that now? Was he in a way to be a perfect uh, orienteering runner uh, or skier athlete? Uh, it, it looks like those races was uh, world class. Yeah, you are right. It was really, really good. Uh, yeah, so the last days, uh, I've actually watched the replays of the Norwegian TV broadcast of these uh, Midland relay races from the Norwegian champs last year. And for me, they gives a great summary of how Audun was uh, both as an orienteer, uh, but also as a person. First, if we look at the orienteer, uh, I think it was two outstanding performances with close to perfect orienteering and very, very high speed. Uh, in both the races, there are longer periods where we could follow him uh, with the running camera. And it looked so effortless and so smooth, but still incredibly fast. And then in the interviews afterwards, the race, I think it really comes forward. What a great personality he had. You know, he's speaking about his teammates first, not about himself. He's very humble. He's genuinely nice. And, you know, he has this, uh, yeah, it's shining like he's confident, but there is not a single trait. Uh, I wasn't close to him, uh, but I've spoken with him many times over the years, and he always gave a great impression. Always positive, smiling, making funny jokes, never complaining, confident, but not arrogant. He always found time to discuss the races and listen. It didn't matter if it was runners way below his level. He was still interested. And yeah, so this is the Edwin Heimdall that I will remember. He was a yeah, great person, and you can see from the reactions of the orienteering world to the news of his passing that he had given a lot of people a lot of great memories. Yeah, I, I just have to yeah, can continue. He was always genuine and honest, and was nothing uh, nothing bad to say about him at all. Uh, there's a quote saying that you have to have a big ego to become a world champion. Uh, I, I think here Eden uh, was an exception. Yeah, uh, you have interviewed him countless times over the years after different races, and you have also been around the Norwegian team for both a lot of races and training camps. How will you remember him? Uh, it's uh, much the same as you. Uh, you are uh, the, the words you are using. Uh, rem remember him for being the nice and kind young man who did the job in every training, and he was all, always. Uh, Performed in a high level, always without uh, complaining. He, he had nothing uh, <clears throat> unkind to say about anyone. And he always looked forward to the ne next session. And uh, not at least the next competition. Because there's no doubt that he loved to compete. As I can remember, he once said that uh, his goal was to prove that it's possible also in the men's class do as uh, Tov Alexanderson among the women. The world uh, class both summer in orienteering and winter in ski orienteering. I uh, think he succeeded in that. But most important and uh, still is that he was a real nice guy and good missionary for our sport. He will uh, yeah, live forever in uh, our minds. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, these last days have been very hard for the whole orienteering world and uh, we need a few more days before we are able to process and talk about other things that have happened, which feels a bit meaningless in days like this.
Yeah, as the feeling is right now, uh, both for us and the whole uh, orienteering family, I think that's uh, possible to give a promise for exactly when we will be back. Uh, but uh, sometimes in the near future. Yeah, uh, so thank you for listening to this special podcast in memory of Audun Heimdall. Our thoughts are with the family and friends, and Audun, uh, we will miss you. <laughs>